Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net that toilet papers other podcasts, even if it isn't Halloween. <clears throat> I have a headache. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And welcome to our Halloween special number two. <laughs> uh, uh, top of our game, as always. At least half of us. <clears throat> but at least you didn't have to pay too much. That's right. Okay, so for Halloween special number two of four, let's jump right off the bat. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up for you. Uh, Movie roulette, we're going to get round two of Missy's email from last week uh, of the best horror movies of the last ten years. We've got our horror pick of the week, and then we'll get into recently watched as usual. But let's start right off with the roulette. Last week I had Shivers, a.k.a. They came from within. Was that what the other title was? I believe. Yeah. And you had Cosmopolis. It was a all David Cronenberg <clears throat> episode of the Roulette, and this was blind, so we didn't know going in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so notice that was his first movie that you watched, and I watched his most recent one. I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Well, Cosmopolis was his most recent one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's. Beautiful. And then we came to that without even discussing it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since Shivers came first, I guess I'll go first. I wasn't going to let okay. you go first. but um, They came from within, a.k.a. Shivers, from 1975. That's what I was looking for is the date. Residents of a suburban high-rise apartment building are being infected by a strain of parasites that turn them into mindless, sex-crazed fiends out to infect others by the slightest sexual contact. And that's pretty accurate to how this movie goes. It, it, I mean, as far as an early Cronenberg, you never know if you're going to get the full-on Cronenberg 70s, 80s uh, body horror kind of thing. And I would say that, that it's very much if you're into those kinds of movies, it's very much enjoyable in that sense. You would enjoy this movie. I enjoyed oh. this movie. I'm going to give it a passing grade. I'll give it a, like a, a check mark, thumbs up. But I'm not like Holy mackerel! You got to see this. But you can. It, it has all of the uh, tendencies of of those early Cronenberg kind of body horror movies. Yeah. Now. Skin with the brood, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very easy to watch if you're game for those kinds of movies, which I am. So that it was very easy to watch. Um, that being said, this is the earliest of those movies, so it's not quite as good. And this synopsis is of sex crazed. Zombies, kind of, uh, just out to orgy everybody. Uh, <laughs> it sounds way sexier than it actually is. <laughs> I heard it's kind of nasty. Is that true? Or yeah, there's it, some uh... there's some definite grossness in it. No doubt about it. That definite okay. it has that feel of that early Cronenberg. You know, it, it, it ha- totally has that feel. Um, okay. But it, but not quite there on the horror, and the writing is a little weak, especially when you get into the third act, because. It's just sort of like things are happening. I'm, I'm, this is my spoiler-free vagueness. Uh, yeah. Things are happening, things are happening, movie's over, and you're like... It, it, it equated to about the second act of a zombie movie. It was. Just, oh, it, imagine okay. if, if that just kind of stopped, and you're like, well, it was just kind of getting going, What so what happened? And then it was over. Okay. But it's, it, you know, like I said, if you're into the, the early 70s 
Cronenberg body horror, then it's it's very watchable. You'll be no problem. Okay. Good. Okay. I think well, it's it, on my list. I'm going to watch it. And yeah. Especially, it, I was actually waiting to hear if you're going to come back and say, "Oh, total amateur hour." No. Watch his later works. Okay. No, no, no. It, it, and it, and everything is so very 70s in it. Even though it's 75, it has that feel of the early 70s with the yeah the wall colorings and the carpet colorings and the clothing style. It just it nabs that feel. Um, so uh, I always enjoy looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So that's your review. Yeah, that's, done? that's pretty okay. much it. Weak, weak, weak thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Okay, so my movie, Cronenberg's uh, Cosmopolis, uh, his most recent work, and uh, if if you could put it as far opposite of what you and I have, granted I haven't watched uh, Shivers, but it is um, honestly, if I wouldn't know that it was directed by David Cronenberg, I would have had no idea. And usually, he has a certain way, even his non horror stuff, he has a way of just like that. That that felt like a David Cronenberg movie, and other than the uh, I, actually, no, I, there's not really anything I can think of that reminds me of a David Cronenberg movie in this. Uh, the guy from uh, from Twilight series... Um, Robert Pattinson? Yeah, he's the main star. He's a wealthy, young exec businessman that is going across New York in uh, a limo to get his hair cut. And the limo is like a high-tech limo uh, to get his hair cut. And the same time, the the president's going to be in New York, and so traffic is horrible, so it gets backed up. And so the whole movie is basically him trying to trying to get there, and the different people that he meets along the way. Um, and it was just horrible. Oh, really? <laughs> it was it was after the first, and it's one of those where I hate to say it, but after the first about ten minutes, I'm like, oh no, oh, I'm not going to like this. They and I and I read up on it when I was done. I read up on it a little bit more. The acting was very much acting. There, everybody overacts, which was, I guess, the whole point of it. And I don't really know the point of the movie, um, but man, that was that was really hard to get through because not much happens in in that movie other than just stilted, awkward dialogue and things that you don't quite understand what you're supposed to get, and it's all allegory to what's going on in his life, and it's like his 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 security guy is every now and then pe- peeking in, and then sometimes people appear that, are they really there, are they not? I'm already and, bored and confused. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is going to take so long to get through. And it did. It took forever to get through. <laughs> Um, but yeah, huge, huge thumbs down. That oh. might be the only Cronenberg movie that I flat out hated. And uh. I know that I, the more I read up on it, the more I did see that there, you either really like it and get it, or you're you think it's a pretentious. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now on uh, online. I'm seeing a five out of ten, a meta score of fifty eight that compiles critic reviews, fifty eight out of a hundred. So very mixed. But that was yeah. I. I said that last pod. It's very mixed reviews on this one. I have no idea, but I'm interested because it's a Cronenberg. Yeah. So I appreciate no, you diving on that grenade. I might actually give it a shot, but it's not going to be bumped up. And now, if and the thing is, if you do give it a shot, I would bet within the first ten fifteen minutes, you'll know if you're going to like it or not because that's pretty much the whole movie. 
what you see in the first in the beginning yeah. uh, is pretty much that's it for the rest of the movie. And I'm used to Existenz Cronenberg and and that type of David Cronenberg, not this. So right, yeah. So I I I, I will say I guess it was shot well. Uh, it looked good in HD. Um, and I, I I hate to say that the acting was really good because everybody was purposely overacting. So I'm like, well, they're not really act. They're not re- really bad acting. It's just that's like I'm guessing that's how they were directed. You're supposed to act like that, and it's like, Ugh. so it's yeah, thumbs down. That's Moving okay. On. Hey, hey, it was a blind roulette. I don't feel guilty because I w- it was a blind. So yeah. Um, if it makes you feel any better, the other ones that you could have picked out of that blind were probably very slow dramas as well. So they probably would have taken just as long to get to get through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you have anything more to add to Cosmopolis, that's uh, there's a lot better things to get to than that. <laughs> okay, well let's move on to our next round of roulette. And for this one, we uh, discussed it earlier. We're going to do a uh, regular kind of roulette, which it means that we have seen the films that we're about to recommend. Uh, but all of these are available on Netflix, so this is a yep. Netflix roulette. Yep. So all you listeners out there, you can take our choices and uh, you can watch them all or Pick the ones that we're watching and uh, see if we're accurate on our reviews. Yeah, or at least tell us how wrong we are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for I'll go first since you just did one. Uh, <clears throat> for you, sir, I fell down a rabbit hole looking for movies for you today because okay. I hadn't really had anything. Of, I had a bu- I still had a bunch of blind roulette uh, choices for you, but I didn't have any a lot of I've already seen stuff. Just regular roulette. Uh, so okay. I went. I went looking and found you can. There is a wealth of Netflix stuff out there. Just if you go to the website and go browse and start looking through genres and subgenres, it's just insane. I came up with so much that I, I'm I'm giving you categories on top of categories. Are you ready? I got three. I got three categories for you. Um, martial arts. Uh, questionable sequels to one good movie. And mystery box, and in the mystery box does not mean that they're mystery films. They're not mystery films. I'm just saying in the mystery box is a mystery. There, all three of the films in the mystery box. I don't know if you've seen any of them, and if you have, I think you might have seen the one. And if you have, it's been long enough that it merits a rewatch. Okay. Which is another thing I wanted to talk about because sometimes we throw movies that the other person's already seen back into the roulette. And it's only because it's been so long that they've seen it. Like Virus, Indeed. we did that with. Yep. Um, and obviously our longest running one, Cabin Fever and Vanilla Sky, we've both seen. So I yes. believe that the one one that I think you might have seen in the mystery box has been more than long enough it merits a rewatch. Okay. Um, so it's up to you. You have uh, the safest possible option, which is martial arts. You that have is safe the most unsafe option, which is questionable sequels to one good movie. And the mystery box is right in the middle, but I honestly really kind of wish you picked that one, but we'll see. That's up to you. It, it depends well, on where you're at with your current watching. If you're really burnt out on shit and you're ready for a good movie, you know you know how it goes. Yeah, and you're right. The, the martial arts, that is... Even the, even martial arts movies that are so-so are generally enjoyable. I have four films in that category. I guarantee that you will thumbs up every single one of them. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, and because of that, because of that, I'm not going to pick that category. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Rubs hands so maniacally. <laughs> I'm going to as much. Boy, it's it's fifty fifty right now because I would re- I'm really curious about the questionable sequels to to good originals. Um, if, I'll tell you what. If you do not pick that, I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Um. Or the mystery box. Dad gone. Give me the mystery box. All right. <laughs> Okay, get my IMDb queued up here so I can give you proper synopses. Uh, in the mystery box, we have three films that in no way can be linked together. So there's no way that I can say this is a category other than mystery box. Um, first up, and this is the one that I think you've probably uh, seen from 1988, Heathers, uh, with Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Okay. A, a girl, have you seen this one? Uh, if I did, it's been so long and it was probably on VHS that I literally, I, I have no opinion on that Okay, movie. excellent. This is uh, definitely going to be on my top 100 list. I, uh, I love this movie. Uh, it is the blackest of black comedies. Uh, a girl who half-heartedly tries to be part of the in-crowd of her school meets a rebel who teaches her a more devious way of to play social politics by killing the popular kids. And it is, through and through, a black comedy. It is meant to be funny and endlessly quotable. It is fantastic. And I, th- I came across it and I was like, I'll bet you it's been so long since he's seen that that he doesn't remember. But yeah. I have the Blu-ray of this. And I have the Anchor Bay tin of this movie. So, this high up on my list. Okay, next. Um, (laughs) Detective D and the Mystery of the Phantom Flame. Have you seen that one? I have not, no. (sighs) Excellent. Hold on. Bringing up the uh, official synopsis here. An exiled detective is recruited to solve a series of mysterious deaths that threaten to delay the inauguration of Empress Wu. And this is, uh, it's from 2010, so it's not very old. It's two hours long, and it's kind of hard to describe. The best way I think I can is sort of uh, think of Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes movies crossed with a martial arts movie crossed with a fantasy movie with, like, dragons and spells and shit. It's an Asian film. Uh, This one would be uh, family-safe, wife-safe. Uh, so you Is can it watch subtitled their... or dubbed or? I'm not. Sh- I'd have to look at Netflix, but okay. I, I believe I th- I'm, I'm not sure. But you, you'd okay. have to look at Netflix. It, it is a subtitled originally. Um, okay. But I really enjoyed this movie, and I, I recommended it to a couple of friends, and they watched it, and they really enjoyed it. So it's it's worth giving a watch. The only biggest flaw I would say about it is that in Asian fashion, that late second act drags. Just a wee bit, but it's not yeah. nearly as bad as uh, many films that we've talked about that have that problem. It's not yeah, nearly that you. bad. Uh, but lots of special effects, martial arts, and and that Sherlock Holmes kind of solving a crime thing. So it, it's okay. it's it's a good freaking movie. And lastly, uh, the movie is called Alice. It's from 1988, and it's from Jan. I saw that one. Strankmare. You've seen that one? Oh yeah. Oh, yes. My wife and I both watched that. That was weird. <laughs> that was... I like that movie. But that one there, I know I've seen. Okay, that was the Alice in Wonderland uh, interpretation. 
that had stop motion in it and was just completely insane. But I uh, am a huge fan of the Alice in Wonderland. I I would love to have a collection of every single uh, film adaptation of that story because I love them all. But that one one got high marks for me because it was so freaking weird. He also did a version of Faust. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Also had some way creepy stop motion stuff on. I don't know if it's still available on Netflix. Um, I'll tell you what, since I didn't have a third mystery box prepared, I'll throw my questionable sweet sequels to a good movie in there as the okay. third pick. Okay. Unless you're really wanting one of the, the two that I've already mentioned. Um, let's, I, I'm really leaning towards Heather's, but I, I would like to have at least three choices. Okay. Uh, your questionable sequels to one good movie is The Crow. How long has it been since you've seen the Crow sequel? Um, you mean part two? Yeah, City of Angels. Um, I think when I watched it in the theater and then I watched it once on VHS back when it came out. Okay, so long Ugh. enough that it married... Oh no, it was good. The, really? The, the Crow, the part two is is good. It, it it's undeservedly uh, hated. If you go if okay. you go give that a second chance and forget all about the first one, kind of. That is a okay. pretty good movie and very gritty, very okay. mean, very mean. Okay. Uh, this, none of these are as good as the original. The original's the best, but... And then after gotcha. that, we have The Crow... Did you watch any more Crow sequels? No, that was the only one I've okay. seen. Okay. After that, we have The Crow 3 Salvation, which was pretty darn good, as I recall. I've only seen it once, and it was a while back, but I was pretty shocked at how much I enjoyed that movie. Again... All of these Crow movies are supposed to be different characters, completely separate yeah. from the original. And that's the way it should be. You, you can't have Eric Draven coming back every time. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but the, the Crow 3 I actually quite enjoyed. And it got very... It did not get a lot of good reviews. Um, and then lastly was the Crow 4, Wicked Prayer, with that kid from Terminator 2. And that one started getting some decent reviews. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, because I kind of liked the third one. And I went and watched it, and I I freaking hated it. And you would hate every <laughs> second of it. So that one is not on the table. I just wanted to let you know that I'm not such okay. a sucker for Crow movies. I'll accept anything. <laughs> so so, the, so the, the questionable sequels, they were all the Crow. <laughs> yeah, it's all one movie. They were questionable sequels to one good movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I okay. know it made it sound like there's multiples. But that's the... Okay. Well, I'm going to, because I've seen the second Crow, um, I... And seriously, there is a there is that chance that I have not seen Heather's yet. I am going to go with Heather's. Okay. Um, I, I I think that I have, but if I have, it's been so long that I I don't remember anything about it. So Heather's it is. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> that movie exactly. is so quotable. For me and uh, my other group of friends down south quote that movie to no end. And if you think of it in that context. Oh, that movie is so freaking funny. There's so much stuff in there that there's no way they would ever get away with today. It, it, with just taking guns to school and bombs, and, and it, it is it is insane. But anyway, don't want to talk okay. about it too much. I'll let you Good deal. have okay. at it. Okay, so your list is um, keeping on with the Halloween theme. We're going to go with recent horror movies. Um, now, there's one that's that's pretty much 
flat out horror, and then there is one that's more um, survival horror, one that's a little bit more ghost story ish, and then one that's kind of bizarro, maybe sci fi fantasy, maybe kind of. And I'm pretty sure there's so there's four of them. One of them, there's a chance that you've seen. That's why I had four, just in case, as a backup. So, okay. first up is one that I will defend, 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 defend. I love the movie. In fact, it's going to be one that uh, is in the uh, best of the past ten years. Uh, but I know that um, you were kind of so-so on uh, on it, as far as n- not sure if you wanted to watch it, because you thought that the preview was meh. Um, but that is your next Okay, I've um, I, I've seen it now three times, and I love that movie. Each time I watch it, I actually like it more. However, uh, you know it's 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 one that you could go either way. But um, I, the uh, I, I'd be surprised if you wouldn't like it. But you never know. I I thought it was just great, and there's a lot of black comedy humor in it. Um, and it's violent, and that's big thumbs up. So there's your there's your survival horror. Uh, now the flat out all out horror, and this is a sequel, and this is pretty much a sequel in name only. Uh, there is a- actually there there is no reason why this is a sequel. It's not a sequel, but it's in name only, and that would be Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. <laughs> Didn't you just give that a bad review? No, 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 no. That gets that I do give that one a thumbs up. Ah, uh, uh, that review sounded awful shaky to me. <laughs> for, for a mindless, uh, gory, fast-paced movie, it, it it definitely has its merits. I, in my opinion, it does. And it's again, you have to you have to look past the fact that it's called Cabin Fever because, in, in in all honesty, it's it has nothing to do with Cabin Fever. Hey, if there's all. any other option on the table, there's no way I'm picking that. So we can move right along. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three is um, is. James Wan's uh, probably his most underappreciated movie, and that would be Dead Silence. I have not seen that one, but I've heard I've heard some resurging of good reviews for that one. Yeah, it is. It's kind of that has honestly that has become a I don't want to say cult classic, but that has gained a cult following. Um, and it's I'll tell you what, watching that fairly recently, like within the last year again. Um, that one there is, other than Insidious, that is, in my opinion, that easily his scariest movie and, and his best movie. Um, very well done. Very much in the gothic is hammer it, style. Is it horror. a ghost thing or what? What's the? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, that gets a huge thumbs up from me, and especially because a lot of what's in Dead Sounds and in, in, to me, um, he also incorporated into uh, The Conjuring and uh, Insidious. But it's just a really, it's a good spooky ghost story. Um, and again, that one there, I would be surprised if you wouldn't like it. And I know that we're trying to find ones that you could go either way on. I'd be surprised That's if you fine. wouldn't like that. I'm going to take Dead but, Silence. That's an easy pick for me. Because I've been wanting to see that. Okay. And that is on Netflix. And that Now, that one there, I will say, would benefit greatly from lights out and, and loud. So that's one that if you watch it during the day with the lights on, it. It's most effective loud with the lights on. Well, that, that, that's that'll perfect. be a headphone movie anyway, so that's okay. perfect. That's absolutely perfect yeah. for me. Yeah. So, and that was before. That was like right before he hit it big with. Um, I think did he do Saw before that? I I don't I think know. He hit big with Saw, and then that kind of got him some accolades. And then he did that one and the Kevin Bacon Revenge 
movie, which I really liked. I do too. I own that movie. That's I like that movie. Yeah. Um, Dead Silence from 2007. Okay. When was Saw? 2004, 2003 or 4, I think. 2004. Good call. Uh, Metacritic score of 34. That's not good, but that's okay. For Dead Silence? Yeah. IMDb score of 6.2 out of 10, though. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, you might, hey, who knows? You might be like, eh, come on. But I don't know. I, I've actually liked most of his stuff. The first Saw is the only one that I think I gave a thumbs up to. All the ones yeah. subsequently is, have been especially, uh, Yeah, especially worse. re-watching them, that's easily the best one. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> I agree by a mile. Okay, we need to move on. Um, okay. Let's go. What's next? Listener email. Uh, last episode, we, ta- uh, we got an email from Messi who asked us to pull out the best uh, horror movies of the last 10 years uh, so she could find some gems in the rough. And we went through the first five years because it takes us forever. And now we're going to go through the last five years. Um, we left off. We went through 2008. Um now we're up to 2009, and I'm going to kick this one off. I have two on my list from 2009. I have, and they're probably the same things that you have. Uh, I've got four. Okay. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, Sam Raimi. Oh, I, I almost put that on there, and then I didn't. It's big. Um, I mean, she I... was looking for smaller stuff, lesser known. So that one would kind of qualify as big, I think, but... I, it's a great movie. I, I don't know. It's a really good movie. It has some very effective scares. It's Sam Raimi doing what he does best, which is inventing his own story and then making that movie as opposed to yet another shitty Spider-Man movie. Um, <laughs> as I dodged arrows coming at me from all sides of the internet. Yes. <laughs> um, the other one I have from 2009 is last week's featured movie, House yep. of the Devil, uh, which we have talked about uh, quite a bit last episode, so if you want more in-depth conversation on that, hit rewind, go listen to last week's. Over to you, what did I miss for 2009? Uh, I put down uh, Wreck Part 2, um, which is the Spanish uh, it's the Spanish sequel to, obviously, Wreck. Um, it, it took the idea, that the seed that they planted with the first one, and they expanded on it and made it even more scary uh, and more gory. Uh, and it's uh, it's just crazy the direction that they took that that series with what's actually going on, and, and I thought it was really really cool. I liked where they went with it, and uh, it holds up really really well, especially for a found footage movie. So b- big thumbs up here. Okay. Uh, and uh, like you said, House of the Devil, that's on there. We've spent time talking about that, and uh, uh, our buddies uh, over at Cinema Sidekicks, we talked about that on our on the last episode. So any. Any listeners out there, check check their uh, show out, and especially the last episode, we actually talk about House of the Devil in depth a little bit there too. So, awesome. Um, so you were you were able to get a word in edgewise uh, on their <laughs> show as opposed to my show or this show where I talk over you constantly. <laughs> no, that, and I have to apologize for that last episode because I just finished watching it. I was so excited and ramped up that I just couldn't shut up. But. You're going to get to make amends for that this episode, so. <laughs> well, I, I really tried to sell both of uh, both of the hosts of that show 
on uh, House of the Devil. So I'm really hoping that that Steve watches. I think Steve's going to watch it. Ty, we'll see. But um, I I tried to sell him on it. So okay, that'd be uh, real interesting because that ending is just so nuts. That last ten minutes of that movie are just shit. And, and that, yeah, and that's I I I didn't want to spoil anything, but I said it, it they crank up the the tension all the way through until the crazy last ten minutes that just make the movie. So. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna. T- I'm gonna. Obviously, I'm gonna hit on the style that that movie was was made on, as far as capturing that early '80s. The movie that we're gonna talk about this week was actually made in that time, and it, it, that's what so many of these movies now try to emulate is that that feel. Um, so anyway, but enough about that for now. Uh, the other two movies I had. One was the uh, extremely underappreciated, but recently, uh, for me, recently I have rediscovered it and fell in love with it and that's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I didn't I missed that one. That 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 was a miss on my account. I've only recently watched that movie thanks to you. And actually it was on our uh yeah, what? Um yeah. and I really enjoyed that movie. Wow, did I ever enjoy that movie. That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and we and we talked about that. I mean, so any listeners go back through our other uh, episodes. We talk about that one in depth. As far as why it's why it is good, I, I strongly recommend anybody listening to it, to this now. If you're like, oh, I gotta go watch Halloween too, make sure that you watch the theatrical cut, not the director's cut. Agreed. The director's cut adds every everything that I didn't like about that movie uh, was in the director's cut, and in the theatrical cut, it was all taken out, and so I didn't hate everybody like I did in the director's cut. So I strongly advise trying to find the theatrical cut of it and watching that version of it. So. Sometimes, That's all Halloween too. sometimes another editor is your best friend, and it's not censorship. It it's it's yeah. common sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that's actually one movie that all of the stuff that was put back in the director's cut, there was no violence or gore or anything like that. It was all more character beats, but it was just more of the Rob Zombie obnoxious characters, and uh, no. <laughs> so anyway. Um, and then the last one that I had, and, and you, you're going to probably go south, uh, on this one, but I do think that you liked certain parts of it, but it still holds up for me, and that's uh, Sorority Row. Not seen uh, it. I, I watched the. Tr- I don't think I've seen that one. I watched. Like you watched that? Yeah, I'm, I'm. We talked about this one a long time. Not on the pod on the pod show, but we have talked about that. That's a a, a sorority house of. Oh, girls. and with the tire iron thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That movie blue. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like it was because it. it was one of the, again, uh, no likable characters. I hated every person in it, and half of the plot thing that got it going was so stupid, I just, I wanted them all to die. But anyway, go on, go on. Yeah. No, I, and, I, and I did too, I agree. I wanted them all to die, um, but I they were bitchy characters, but for some reason they were bitchy characters that I liked. My only my only gripe with the movie was the, the motivation of the killer was completely ridiculous, However, other than that, I just thought it was a good a good slasher movie that I would put that above the Scream movies. Uh, I thought it was filmed really well, um, but you know it's it's a slasher movie, and I am I, I really like slasher movies, so take that with a grain of salt. But I dug the movie; I give it a, a thumbs up, and uh, I know that it didn't do that great in theaters, it, so it's it's one that I want to include on my list. Well, then we have a, a mixed opinion on that one, so I guess she can make up her own mind and let us know what she thinks, and then we'll know where she stands for future questions. Uh, take us yeah. into 2010. Okay. Um, so, 2010, I only have one. I um, have and... four or five. Wow. See, that's interesting because 
for 2009, I had four, you had two, and then now this I is great. Have one this is great. When we get to our top 100 at beginning of the first of the year, it's it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I have, and it trumps uh, with all of these movies. Um, it trumps almost all of them. This is one of this is in my top 100. This is one of the better movies I've seen ever, and that would be I Saw the Devil. Um, How did I miss that? <laughs> Seriously, I totally missed that. That would have made my list in a heartbeat. That that would have. Oh my goodness, my more bad. A, honestly, more a, more a revenge thriller than a horror movie. In fact, it really isn't a horror movie. It's it's a revenge thriller. It's got However, some, it's so it's, got it's some, so brutal and so hardcore that I had to include it. Hey, it's got some damn gross stuff in it. Uh, that's a good frickin' movie. It, again, yeah. yeah, hard thriller as opposed to maybe horror, but... Yeah. And hard thriller, like the way Seven is. It, it, it's very yes. hard. It, seven so. is the best way to compare it to is, is if you're a huge fan of Seven, you really should watch I Saw the Devil. That is one of my favorite yeah. directors. I, everything he yeah. does is just must-see. Yeah. Now it is subtitled, so any any listener out there that's like, oh, I don't really like subtitled movies. It is a subtitled movie. It's from uh, South Korea, I believe. Yes. But uh, a finer revenge thriller, it's going to be hard pressed for me to recommend anything other than that's probably one of the best revenge thrillers I've ever seen. I agree. So I'm very curious as to as to what you have come up with for uh, 2010. Was that all you had? Was I saw the devil? That's it. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, right off the bat, and this was a big one, but I think that it, it I've, I've read enough negative reviews online for it, shockingly. Um, John Q. Internet hates everything and loves to piss on everything, so I can't tell if it's just me, but I love this movie, and so I put aside its fact that it's probably too big. The Crazies remake. Good catch. I... That went under the radar. I missed that one. Timothy Oliphant and crew, and I... I, I loved it. That was a great freaking movie and a great Blu-ray I have in my collection. It's creepy, but keeps the pace up. It's almost like The Walking Dead is uh, as a show. It it very much has that tone and pace, and I, I loved it. Um, I'm going to try and get through these quick because we need to speed it up. Um, last Exorcism. The Last Exorcism? 2010? Oh, no way. I missed The Last Exorcism. <laughs> I was surprised that didn't make your list, but that it, it's kind of a... Uh, mockumentary, mm. fake documentary. Um, so it is shot with a little bit of shaky cam here and there. Last ex- okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I said Not Exorcism ex- of Emily Rose. The Last Exorcism. Yeah. But this is also one that's very fast-paced. Um, probably, if it's not 90 minutes, it's under. I, at least oh. it felt that way to me. And the it's, all, again, like House of the Devil and stuff, it's all about the last 10 minutes. Last it 10 is. minutes is okay. nuts. Um, so that's definitely worth a watch. Uh, now I have Insidious as 2010, but we talked about this last pod that that was a different date, so I must have wrote that down wrong or something. So there's a little bit yeah, of question it, it, on that year, uh, but at any rate, I wanted to mention it, and I still have two more: uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2010, which yeah. is a comedy movie, but it is so gory that it slips over into horror. And yeah. This is this is an important one because if you're not into horror, this can get you into it because yeah. you can see the comedy. I've I've shown this to non-horror friends and they loved it because it's so freaking funny. And lastly, I have The Wolfman with Benicio del Toro, 
which was a big movie, granted, and got a lot of mixed reviews. That is one where you want to get the director's cut. Uh, yes, the director's agreed. cut, it, it wasn't that much longer, but it added some great character development beats that really helped. And uh, it was certainly lacking from the theatrical version. And I, the theatrical version, I did like. I did too. But the but the director's cut, I was like, oh, damn, that's a good movie. That's a really like I'll defend that one now. <laughs> and yeah, it, wow, you had a bunch of movies in there that I totally missed. And yeah, and with the Wolfman too, I want to make a note that you have to. Um, something I kept telling myself when I was watching it. This is not a werewolf movie, okay? This is not about a man when the full moon comes out, he turns into this wolf thing. This is called The Wolf Man. This is a recreation, a remake of the Universal Monster, The Wolf Man. So his look is all is a throwback to uh, the classic Universal Monster. But it's also about wolf man, not werewolf. There's a difference. And it may be subtle, and it may look come across as cheesy and corny, but that's just, it, it worked for me so well. And when I got that director's cut on Blu-ray, I, I was like, okay, I'm defending this movie from now on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. Boy, you uh, you hit it out of the park with the 2010s. I would give huge thumbs up to all those movies. And a, a lot of those were bigger movies. I, I would argue the only one that was smaller was Last uh, The Last Exorcism. But all of those should be seen. Yeah, Tucker and Dale wasn't they didn't get a huge release, but yeah, that they, they're all fairly well known. Twenty eleven, over to you, sir. Okay, twenty eleven. I've got one, two, three, four movies from twenty eleven. Hold on, um, one, two, with... three, four, and I'll bet every single one of them is the same. Mm, I don't know about that. Ooh, um, okay. Um, one of them. I'll just start with your next because I know that was one that you did not see. Um, again, I'm going to defend that movie. Uh, it's well, gotten a lot of love online. I, I've gotten a lot of people that really like that movie online, so it's not just you. And I'll get around to watching it. I just, I might be a little hungover from The Strangers, which yeah. is so hard and mean that it really affects me. <laughs> well, and this one, this one here is a little bit. There's a little bit more played. For, I don't want to say played for laughs, but but it's you're more invested in the characters and they're going after each other. Like there, there's killers outside, but they they hate each other, and it's just it. Something about it works, and there's a song that is played in that movie over and over and over, and it's so badass and oh, great. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. It's that of, one. <laughs> kind of like that, but it's like it, it was. It's a it's a perfectly placed song to where it doesn't fit the movie at all, and that's what makes it so cool. And you'll see it. You'll okay. know what I'm talking about when you watch it. So uh, there's that one. Um, next up for me is um, Grave Encounters. Bingo. Yeah. One of the scariest, if not about the scariest, found footage movie I've ever seen. It is not just scary, uh, but it is insanely evil. Uh, for some reason, it just... Ugh, I feel dirty when I watch that movie. Oh, I didn't have the evil part. That didn't bother me. I, I just, uh, like just some the, of the exorcism movies, those bother me way more than, the, than that did. As far as evil level, as far as mm -hmm. scary level, uh, let me tease you right now about the very end. This is easily one of the three that is checkmarked for the scariest movies of the last ten years. That, <laughs> so scary that I haven't even gotten around to Grave Encounters 2 because I'm still kind of freaked out from the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was great. That was a that was lightning in a bottle right there. Uh, everything about it, the storyline is great, and uh, it's just the scares are perfectly timed and so effective. Big thumbs up. And that was one that, that never played in theaters, so that would be, I would consider that to be one that not 
tons of people have seen. Yeah. Um, so there was Grave Encounters. Okay. Uh, three out of uh, the third one out of the four that I picked for 2011 is Human Centipede Part Two. Wow. Um, now, this movie is not scary at all, but it is of all the movies here on my list that is easily the most vile and despicable movie. It's shot in black and white, and if you know anything about the Human Centipede movies, that's all you need to know. But it is so gross and so hardcore and so uncomfortable that it's it's hard for me to recommend. But for a flat-out horror movie, there you go. If you can stomach that thing, you, you're good. <laughs> I haven't seen all of the sequel. I watched all of the first one. The sequel is completely different than the first one. From well, yes. I only watched like uh, the first half an hour or so. And there's no reason I haven't got around to finishing it. I just haven't. But the the tone is completely different. And I thought the sequel was, of what I saw, was way better than the first one. Yeah, it is, yeah. The the protagonist, the main the main guy that's committing these horrible acts, uh, is he is such a great villain in it. He makes the movie. He's so disgusting. I and, agree. Uh, so he he was perfectly cast and I so I give huge props for a well-cast bad diamond. But uh, anyway, so that, that's Human Centipede Part 2. Last one on my list is one that I am positive you have one. I'll be surprised if you don't have it on your list, and that is Kill List. Wow, dude. Um, I don't have that on my list. That is a great movie. I don't... I, yeah, I, I could possibly be talked into that being horror, but I'm mostly shocked at the three that you completely bricked for 2011. So... <laughs> <laughs> And you are going to be shocked as well. But go ahead, kill list. Okay, well, I, I, ben Wheatley. I, I, I very much loved that movie. I think I believe I recommend it to you. No, I'm not sure. I I can't remember anymore. I, maybe you. I think you recommended that to me. I, in all fairness, but yeah, it, that was fantastic. Hit, hitman, hitmen are out on on this on a job, and things take a very drastic drastic turn. Uh, and it's got one of those endings that the the only the only thing that I can compare it to, and I, it's nothing like it, but it's in the same universe, and that would be the Wicker Man. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's all I'm going to say because the ending makes the movie. So, if you haven't seen Kill List, highly recommend it. The acting is fantastic. The directing is fantastic. It is a brutal movie, but uh, very well. And it's not so much horror, more. Uh, dark, dark crime drama, but it uh, with w- the subject matter that's in there, it falls into the list of horror movies for me. That's fair enough. Okay, let me get to my list real quick, and I'm trying to think how to reorganize these so that you don't throw your computer and have a heart attack at the same time that you forgot them. <laughs> um, first up, I'm going to go with the most obvious one, and it's a big movie, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the uh, Fright Night remake, which I thought was infinitely better than the original <laughs> Ah, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. Just wait on my last one. Um, <laughs> it was a total blast, a total, uh, so fun, but it's just better than the original in every conceivable way, and I like the original. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. The next one, um, underseen and almost far, falls in a dark thriller would be Kevin Smith's Red State. Um <sighs> Excellent wow. film, excellent film. If you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. Again, more thriller than anything else. And last but not least, as we listen for Eugene's head to explode, Chillerama. Oh, man! Oh. <laughs> that was 2011? Yep. I didn't even have that on my list anyway, but 
Oh, that was great. <laughs> uh, and this oh. was one that I think you turned me on to. It was on Netflix. And this, yes. was, this was a total gem in the rough, but it's a collection of short films I put together. I don't, I don't even explain this thing. Uh, people watching these movies at a drive-in theater, it is batshit insane. And one of them was... Uh, was something about gay werewolves or something that was that was the bad terrible one. that you just skipped that one. Uh, now that we have anything against gay werewolves, it just wasn't funny. But the other one, it, it's a exercise and gross out humor with some of them are scary and some of them are very much not. Um, but I laughed all the way through that thing. I loved it. Yeah. So that would be a high pick. It's not the scariest thing you're ever going to see, but as far as under appreciated gems in the rough Chillerama is up there the uh, the black and white nazi segment was as as weird as this sounds was absolutely hysterical <laughs> it's hard to say that but that thing crossed so many lines and it didn't just wander oh. up and tiptoe across him it got a running start and leapt <laughs> yeah okay 2012 yep. i've got uh 3 okay <clears throat> and 2 um the biggest one would be Cabin in the Woods. Yep, same here. Not going to spend time on that. Next biggest one would be VHS. Got that one. That's my second one. Okay, and lastly, The Bay. Ooh, another good catch. I Yeah, I didn't put that one down. Uh, that's a, now, that one's a found footage movie. Um, same guy that directed Sphere, if yep, I'm not mistaken. Um, the less you know, the better. Just... Found footage, kind of found footage mockumentary kind of thing, fake documentary, uh, but definitely in the horror category 100%. And yeah. it, it was, oh, I just, I, that was so effective. And it's only got maybe one jump scare in the whole thing, but the whole idea but, of it, oh, the concept so of it is just, ugh, gets into your, gets under your skin. So, yeah, that's a good ad. 2012. Yep. Okay, so the only the only one that I have to add for 2012 is uh, uh, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. I haven't seen uh, it yet. Yeah, that that one there is really I really liked that. Uh, he that movie also tries to emulate what House of the Devil did. Um, not as effective as House of the Devil, however, it is still crazy and uh, very much. It's a Rob Zombie movie, like. He basically did what he wanted to do, and it wasn't a studio movie, and it has that Rob Zombie feel to it. Uh, so, Sherry Moon Zombie is in it a lot, and a lot of Sherry Moon Zombie goes way too far. Yeah. <laughs> so, the whole idea of the movie is great. The execution is really good. She was actually one of the main things that I, after a while, I'm like, oh, okay, too much Sherry Moon Zombie. Otherwise, though, I really liked the movie. Okay. So... Um. 2013. Okay, 2013. I've got the the rest of mine are 2013. I, I have, have 2013. I have one for 2013, and then one teaser for 2014. Okay, um, I'm just gonna quick rush through the 2013s because I got a, I've got a bunch of them. Uh, VHS Part Two. If you haven't seen it, do it immediately because it is fantastic. Um, fantastic, fantastic movie. Agreed. Uh, next up for me is World War Z. I thought that was a really, really good movie. I, I know that's a huge budget. I agree. Movie. It was so big, I just didn't even bother at it. I, I really liked it as well, though. Yeah. And I don't want to spend much time on it. That's It was a really good movie. Um, the next one is The Sacrament. Uh, 
fantastic. We've talked about this before, but still on my movie. coming soon. <laughs> I'll get yep, around to it Netflix. as soon as I can. Watch it immediately. It's so good. It's so 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 good. Um, and then I've got a couple more here. Dark Skies is a true un- unseen gem in the rough, in my opinion. Is that the Nazis uh, on the moon thing? No, 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 no. That's Dark Sky or something. No, no, not that. No. Okay. This one here is an alien abduction movie. Okay. Kind of similar to The Forgotten, kind of. Okay. Um, but uh, honestly, my only gripe in that, as with so many horror movies, is there's always one character that doesn't buy what's going on and doesn't buy it. And it's like, dude or lady, it's so obvious that you I guys are that. being visited by aliens. And after a while, it's like, okay, now it's ridiculous. I hate that. And that's the only negative. Other than that, that was a really good movie, and it was really scary. God, but I don't, um, is that on Netflix by any chance? I, I think so. I need to look at that. I because I, I, I think I've come across that, and I've been like, oh, that Nazis on the moon thing. I watched ten minutes no. of and turned off. No, this is called Dark Skies with an S. Dark Skies. That okay. was I'm not sure what that is. Iron Sky. That's Iron, called Iron Sky. You're right. Yeah. Um. And then I've got two more. Uh. One is Under the Skin. With Scarlett Johansson. Oh, well, I obviously am dying to see that, but I have not got around to it. I'm now, so curious if my one from 2013 made your list. Or not. Yeah, well, Under the Skin, I'll quick touch on Under the Skin. Under the Skin is more science fiction than anything, but the uneasy, creepy feel of the whole thing definitely puts it into the horror realm, uh, at least for this list. It's yeah. uh, very much art house, but man, that movie was fantastic. Fantastic. Cool. And last on my list is the Evil Dead remake. Ah, oh, you missed one. Oh, you missed a big missed. one. Wow. Well, the Evil Dead remake is that kind of takes the cake for 2013 for me because I I love that movie. I actually didn't bother adding it because one, it was too big, and one, I'm, two, I knew you would add it. So I, yeah, I was like, we'll get to talk about it. It's all good. But I I enjoyed it as well. But I need I haven't seen it since the theater, so I'll, I'll give that one another spin sometime. Uh, the only one I have for 2013, and this has scary moments, but overall is is not going to make the scariest ever list. Uh, Frankenstein's Army. Oh, my lord. How could I forget that one? <laughs> I oh. love it. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. Uh, we both obviously really like that one. I think we talked about it in a pod before, but uh, World War II and... Nazis resurrecting Frankenstein technology to try and put together these army of the undead, and it's just insane and crazy and funny and has scary moments, but mostly just violent. And then for 2014, I was going to tease, too, that uh, I saw a listed Fatal Frame, which would be a video game adaptation um, oh, of a... Really? Okay. It's a horror video game I don't know too much about, but the screenshots I've all seen are are terrifying. Ghosts that only certain cameras can pick up. I don't know the actual plot, so I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, other than that, that's going to wrap up our best horror films of the last decade. Now, we have to, real quick, give me your top, uh, I don't know, your top picks to answer the question, least seen, absolutely scariest. Least seen and absolutely scariest of, of that of all of those of all of them for the last decade. If you had um, okay, to pick, just, like, say three, I, I've got mine check marked. If you aren't ready, or okay, if you no, don't, I, okay. Um, of why mine, don't you go with yours. okay. 
I have three that, out of all of these movies we talked about the last two pods, that far and away the, the scariest. The ones that freak me the hell out. And that would be... One would be Shudder, that we talked about last uh, time. Uh, one would be Insidious. And the last would be Grave Encounters. If those are... If I, gun to my head, had to pick the three that just sent me crawling up the walls, that would be it. Now, there are a few that were, like... 2003-2002, so close that I'd put right in there, but they were not the last decade, and that's what you asked for. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I actually would also put Grave Encounters as as uh, one of the scariest. I would also put Exorcism of Emily Rose in there. Um, now, that's a little bit more of a mainstream movie, but it... Uh, three, million dollar, three million dollar budget. They made that for three million. So wow, I'll accept that. Yeah, um, and you know I'm, I I have to say House of the Devil for number three because that that slow burn build up to the insane ending I was creeped out. I would I would probably put that one as um, awesome. Not necessarily jump scare, but just that dread feel. They have that movie down. I mean, I, that that has that feel. So I agree. Well, there you have it, Missy. If there's any further questions or follow-up questions you have on that topic, you know where to reach us. Uh, we're going to move on to our horror pick of the week because we are quickly running out of time. Yeah. And I want to tease for the next, uh, for episode three and four of our special Halloween series, the next two weeks, we're going to both be bringing horror picks. Not because we couldn't agree on one, but because we got too many that we want to share with you people. Um, it just so happens that last week we, we both love House of the Devil and talk about that. This week we both agreed on this one, but for the next two weeks we're both going to be bringing one. And I was going to rewatch this week's pick in honor of us discussing it so much, but I ran into a little problem when I pulled out my DVD. So, uh, <clears throat> let me just give everybody the synopsis of the film straight off the back of the box. <clears throat> As Benet in Eninem and then in Manaustisht meet in Schrinem Herxlem Schrermack, das Opens und Kropsi der Aufsch... Yeah, it, it's it's a PAL disc, and I don't have a frickin' PAL player anymore. Or at least it's so buried in the in the deepest, darkest depths of my freaking basement that I didn't have time to go dig it out. <laughs> so, I'll yes, I have a... I have a, a some sort of German dragon import <laughs> that I believe you gave me. <laughs> I gave that to you, yes. And I I don't have anything to play it, at least hooked up right now. I was really oh, bummed about that, but... I... <laughs> anyway, so I haven't seen it in a while, but that's all right. I was letting, planning on letting you take over this review for the most part. Okay. Um, well, to translate what he said, the movie The Burning is about, um, I'll just read the synopsis here, a former summer camp caretaker horribly burned from a prank gone wrong lurks around an upstate New York summer camp bent on killing the teenagers responsible for his disfigurement. Um, this movie was uh, the first movie from the Weinsteins. Really? Uh, yeah. This was their first foray into the world of cinema. Uh, and this movie was at the height of the early 80s slasher boom. Uh, it's, it's like, it, it's like Friday the 13th. It's like Halloween. It's like all of those. It's every bit as good, if not better than all of them. Yeah. Uh, it hits all the right beats perfectly. 
The characters are perfectly cast. Uh, there's a very young Jason Alexander from uh, Seinfeld as one of the main stars. And um, Fisher Stevens is in it. Um, Holly Hunter is in it. So, yeah, it's, it's got some actual big stars now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the synopsis wraps it up perfectly. It's it's one of those revenge slasher movies, but it's it's so good. It, it, and it's the, so... That synopsis wraps it up, but it does, but it doesn't. Because as somebody who uh, doesn't go in for the general 80s slasher feel myself, um, that synopsis doesn't sell me. It took you a while to get me to watch this because I was like, yeah. oh, dude, give me a camp, cows, a camp, a slasher. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that 50,000 times before. But um, then I finally got around to watching it and it was really good. I was really surprised. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed the movie. It felt very different. It was sort of like those ideas and concepts but done well instead of just shoddy and horrible actors. And I mean, it has some of that stuff too. But... It was also extremely effective, and I think it's easily a standout of the 80s uh, as far as horror goes. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it has Tom Savini doing the special effects, uh, so it's great practical effects in it. And, and one of the things that separates this one from a lot of similar movies from that time is the, the hero in this movie, quote-unquote hero, is a young, nerdy kid, boy, a teenager, not not your typical good-looking 80s broad that, that you know, is right. the final girl. Right, right. Uh, and which, that's really cool, and it was very different. And um, But th- this, I, you really like the cast, and it's not one where where it's just slash, 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 slash. It's not like that. They actually, you get to know the characters, and you actually like the characters. Most and, of them, you actually like, like them. And therefore, you care if one of them actually gets killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a big there's a big rafting scene. A canoe. The canoe scene is kind of like the the big centerpiece of the movie, and it it's just it's great. It's well done. It's set up really well, and there's a lot of characters that you really like that you're like yeah, they're not getting out of this alive, and so you're invested in the characters. the The music for it is done really well, um, and it's just and that's one of those that went under the radar when it came out. I think because of all of the attention that Friday the Thirteenth had got. And its sequels, I mean, they were, Friday the 13th was pumping out a sequel a year. It was literally every year there was a new Friday the 13th. And they were, those were, along with Halloween 1 and 2, those were the big movies of the early 80s, the, the A-list slasher movies that were coming out. So this one here just kind of slipped under the radar. But uh, it's, if, if you're out there and you like those types of movies, this is superior quality early 80s slasher fun. And it's... Uh, recently been released on Blu-ray. Highly recommend picking it up. It's uncut, so it's uh, it's definitely got the red stuff in there. And if anybody, if if you know Tom Savini's early '80s work, he did special effects on Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, um, The Prowler, uh, and now in his later years, he's more of a side actor in like some of uh, Robert Rodriguez's stuff. He was in uh, From Dust to Dawn. He was um, Sex was Machine. Sex Machine, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so. I completely agree with you on all fronts about The Burning, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't generally like those kinds of movies. Um, so that yeah. should push that review even further. Yeah. Okay, we need to keep trucking here, so let's move on yep. to Recently Watched. Um, 
And mine's very easy this week because I've been watching some TV shows and stuff with the kid and been busy working, so I haven't got a whole lot watched. Uh, I watched Shivers. It came from within. I already reviewed that. Um, Wicked Tuna. I've been talking about that. I finished up season two. Yay, they catch Tuna. The end. Um, (laughs) Still working on Walking Dead. I guess this also crosses into coming soon because we're only, you know, we're not done with the season yet. Still watching that every night. Um, I finished up season one of MacGyver with the, with the nine-year-old daughter. And that oh was something that you think is going to be dated. It's freaking dated. But if you can get your younger kid into something like that, which I, she took to it, I don't know. And it's taken us three years to get through season one. We only watch an episode maybe one every month, month and a half. We just, It's not often. It's just whenever mom's not around because she hates that 80s crap. Um, <laughs> but the kid really likes it, and I, you know what? I'm surprised how much it holds up. It's it's still completely entertaining, uh, the thriller adventure material. Uh, there, I just threw you three real quick ones. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to you, and I, I literally only have one other thing on my list. Okay. Um, well, I'll keep mine fairly brief here. Um, in the spirit of Halloween, I'm... I'm I watched uh, one of the other than Season of the Witch. I did rewatch Season of the Witch, which we have discussed before. I, everybody knows how much I love that movie, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend any time on that. But I did watch Halloween Four: Return of Michael Myers uh, right after I watched Halloween Three, and um, I have the ten of that one. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, there a, is some great stuff. In, I like that movie. That, that's a decent flick. It, there's there. It doesn't help that I watched it right after Halloween 3, which yeah. I had before. Um, it does have some good stuff. One of the biggest things that I don't like about that movie is his mask is so horrible in that movie. It's so odd and doesn't look like a Michael Myers mask. It looks like a cheap, low-budget version of someone trying to have a Michael Myers mask. It's been a while since um, I've seen it, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but it has a great beginning, and there's some great stuff with uh, Donald Pleasance in it. Uh, but... It's yeah. It, it, it's neither here nor there. It's whatever. It's it, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna. I want to real quick hit on. I've already talked about Game of Thrones. It's still awesome. I talked about it on on the other show that I was on. So it's it's great. I burned through season two. I'm already on season three. Wow. It's, <laughs> oh, quick. it's it's. I'm addicted. I can't. I any any chance that I can get, even like even like if it's just 15 minutes of an episode. 50 minutes and stop and then go play with kids or whatever. It's just however I can get those episodes in because I'm addicted. I'm like, what is going to happen next? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's Game of Thrones. But I did watch uh, ABCs of Death Part 2. Oh. I still haven't yeah. got around to watching the first one. Oh, well, it's more of the same. It's uh, the, the issues that I had with the first one, I have with the second one. There is, it's a two-hour movie because they go through each letter of the alphabet, and each one, each director has the same budget for their short movie, and it's a different director for every one, and they're about five minutes long, give or take, per letter of the alphabet for whatever they come up with. And each one, there's about an hour's worth of great short movies, but they're two hours long each. Right. So. Right. It's it's you do the math. It's it's a three star movie out of five for me, barely. Um, there's some the the ones that are are good are great, but the ones that aren't are terrible. 
So, you know, all it takes is a couple of really shitty ones, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. And then a great one comes on, and then another bad one, and then a couple good ones. So, however, it is cool to see directors, up-and-coming directors with a very, very low budget being innovative and inventive and creative and finding cool ways to tell a five-minute story. Some of them are really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, you know, budding filmmakers out there or someone that's interested in, you know, lower-budget anthology-type things, it's it's a good watch. But go in with the mindset that probably half of it you're not going to like. Right. I got you. So, back oh, to you. Okay. Um, I also... Uh, watch. I'm, I'm also always on a crusade to get um, people younger than me into the films that I grew up loving. Um, so I'm always watching, forcing my wife to watch *Romancing the Stone* and uh, other '80s movies that she hates. <laughs> um, but I, I got the kid to watch *Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure*. She's nine. She's right kind of in that age range. Hopefully I can get this past her because it's late 80s, early 90s. I'm not sure exactly what the date was on that one. I think it was like 89. I think it was right on the edge. Um, And it turns out it was right on the edge. and It was just funny enough to keep her into it. I think she really liked it. I hadn't seen it in a decade. I haven't seen it in so long. I'm happy to report, even though it's cheesy... By the third act, I, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I, I was laughing my freaking ass off. Love that movie. Love the series. And then immediately on, uh, afterwards, I was popping on Facebook or, or something. And I'm getting updates about uh, more news about a Bill and Ted's 3. And I'm like, ah, oh, do it. That'd be great. I don't even care. It's so cheesy and weird and stupid. But the whole series, I just, it's... It's funny. I it, it's that Beavis and Butthead thing where it's so yeah. stupid that it's funny. Uh, but hey, I got the nine year old to like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and you'll have her review uh, probably in the next week or two with the uh, our middle of Halloween month young child pod that I will put up here, and and she talks about it and has a couple of lines that were so funny I I almost laughed till I cried on the pod. Uh, well, nice. she, she has. She always has funny comments. She'll just whip things out at you so quick you are unprepared. But um, one more I wanted to hit on real quick. I want to tell you about is a series that they've been adding to Netflix <clears throat> called. Uh, I don't know if they're all. They must be all interrelated because they're called like Wildest. Uh, the one I watched was Wildest Indochina. There's Wildest Latin America. There's Wildest. Whatever. There's there's like five of them that they added. Um, but the first one that I watched was Wildest Indochina. And I love documentaries and stuff about animals and foreign lands that I will never be able to afford to visit. And this was brilliant. It's five episodes. It's, so it's more like a mini-series than an actual TV show. They're all, they're all kind of separated by region. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, so I don't know why we started with that one. It just that was the first one that popped up, so we hit play on. Great narration. Uh, it, it it it's motivated. It doesn't hang around on one thing too long. It, it'll go from an animal to a bug to uh, people and the way they live there to back to a bug, back to a people. It, it's moving all around. Um, it's fantastic. If you like Planet Earth, 
kind of stuff. You remember that? Oh, the du- yeah, it, yeah. It's right up there. Great um, score, musical cues, but they're very um, lightly, excuse me, lightly used here and there. It's not overwhelming. It's not as brilliant as Planet Earth, but what is? But I'll yeah. tell you this much: it's right up there. If Planet Earth is the ten. This is this is the eight, eight and a half. So, and uh, like I said, each series is five episodes or six. It's it's not. Uh, 22 episodes or some crazy. Uh, so I think you should definitely add that one. I really like that series. And I'm, we're moving on to uh, mm-hmm. Wildest India or something now. But anyway, nice. it, it, it very good on Netflix. Check it out. That's okay. going to wrap up my recently watched. Any for you? Um, uh, I've got... I actually I had one. There's there's another one too, but I'm gonna hit on one that's on Netflix. That way, it's a little bit easier for uh, for the listeners out there to watch it. Because the other one, I think, has just been released on Blu-ray, and, and I know it's not on Netflix. So, uh, the one that I would like to talk about is a Clint Eastwood movie called Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, I love that movie! I, didn't I oh, make you watch that movie? I, I I haven't watched that. The last time I watched that was on VHS back when. Oh. I was playing high school. That is such a good movie. I swear I made you watch that movie just a couple years ago, where I was no. like, dude, this is so great. Oh, that, that's a great flick. Yeah, it holds up so well. I, I just watched it a couple years ago. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's and it's based on a true story, um, but it's Clint Eastwood is in A-game mode. And it's almost two hours long, but it feels like an hour barely. It just It just zips by characters you're invested in you care about and you want to know how what's what's going to happen next uh but the reason i bring it up is it's it was made in 1979 and it's one of those that some of you may not have you know may not have heard of or like ah it's from the 70s meh trust me it is really good it's not one of these hyper edited action movies now uh it's just a it's paced perfectly and you're just drawn to the screen like it, for even from just the very beginning where Eastwood arrives at Alcatraz and just for me I was I was hooked immediately great movie great great movie I completely agree I, I loved every bit of it and uh, the only part where I get hung up on the real based on our true story t- uh, thing is the ending because I believe the, the true story is they didn't know what happened to him and it's just sort of kind of vague at the end uh, yeah. but I still very much loved the movie um, and it, again, it has that 70s, I'm just mimicking what you've said, but it has that 70s feel. Um, yeah. Good slow burn kind of film. But yeah. I really like that too. Um, okay, let's move, re- let's touch real quickly on our coming soon and then we're going to wrap this up because we're getting way overboard. But um, I only have two on my coming soon. One I've been teasing for no less than three episodes and that's The Sacrament. I'm still trying to get time to, around to watch that, but it's like i got to watch the roulette movie and i got to watch this movie and that movie and it's Halloween. I want to watch this other movie. I'm going to get around to the frickin' Sacrament. Um, they just added Arrow Season 2, which I'm I'm loving. That's I'm kind of watching that with the family, so it's not inter... Uh, fearing too much. Um, we're only a couple episodes in, but so far it's freaking great. And I wish you'd get hooked on it. Um, maybe someday, <laughs> but that's all right. You you don't watch TV, just Game of Thrones. Okay, back to you. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I, I, another thing to add to that, I have been 
because of your obsessiveness with Game of Thrones, I've actually been putting it off because I'm like, once we start, we can't stop. And then I'm going to have to go buy these other seasons that I don't have. <laughs> oh, trust me, yeah. And, and, they, and they make sure that the last episode of the season, for both season one and two that I watched, and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Immediately pop disc, pop season two, disc one in. Immediately. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. Okay, so <laughs> I'll for get me, um, I have, uh, obviously, Game of Thrones. I'm going to keep watching that. But um, one of the main ones that I'm going to be planning on watching uh, from now until the next pod is uh, I actually bought, uh, it's heading my way. Uh, it's a used Blu-ray that I picked up, and I've never seen it. And it's, but I like the director, and it, it supposedly is a good movie. It's from uh, Chan Wook Park, and that would be Stoker. Oh, I've heard interesting things about that one. I, I that's one of my favorite directors as well. So that's an easy sell. Wasn't that on yeah. Netflix? I think that's on Netflix. Oh, is it really? I I got it for two dollars. Literally. The Are you kidding? Oh, you suck. That. That low and uh, hobo with a shotgun for six bucks shipped. Oh, good because you're gonna change your mind on that one. I, I liked that movie and you hated it, and I, I was like, yeah. "What the hell is wrong with you? This is a Eugene movie." I watched I it the whole time, going, "Eugene movie. This is a Eugene movie. It's I all right. Know. Just just watch uh, uh, some trauma bullshit before that, and you'll be perfectly primed. I'll be good to go. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Stoker, Hobo, and Willow. I mean, the Willow Blu-ray, all for six bucks. I have the Willow Blu-ray, and it is awesome. That yeah. movie holds up big time. Yeah. So all actually, all three of those are going to be on my very uh, short list of coming soon for me. Awesome. That's a good. That's a good mix. Yeah, I look forward to your re-review of Hobo with a Shotgun, where you admit that you were wrong. <laughs> oh, and I probably will. I who knows? Your take is just the wrong atmosphere, the wrong mood, uh, and, and a movie that that should be good and should be liked. You're like, nah. So you never know. <laughs> I think you'll come around on that one, especially with your last uh, trip down uh, Troma Lane. Um, I know. It, yeah. it's, it's right in that vein, except it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for your coming soon? That's it. Okay, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, as always, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or movies you want us to review. And we will answer every single email. We promise. And we'll get around to every review. Eventually. We promise. Uh, until then, until next time, where you can tune in for our Halloween special, episode 3 of 4. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See ya.